and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicast.com my name is abhishek and i have with me meetu jayshankar the associate editor at forbes india and the head of the bangalore bureau and uh, you've written almost back to back cover stories we spoke very recently on infosys and now you're back good to have you hi abhishek good to be back again and we also have our special correspondent from forbes india uh, ramnath who collaborated with meetu on this uh, very complex story and we'll come to that very soon hi ramnath I have a nice to be here. Well, for all the listeners out there, this fortnight's cover story is about the world's most complex or arguably the world's most complex IT system that is the unique identification authority of India which is launching unique ID for every individual in India is what the aim is. So Mitu, why don't you start off with what the article is about because from the first read I understand it's far less about the project but more about the the team and the people behind it. Yeah, you're right, Abhishek. I think, you know, our attempt was to showcase the people behind the project. There's been a lot of curiosity about the project. This has been one of the most talked about government initiatives in the last one year, ever since Nandan Nilekini you know, joined as the chairman. But very little is known about the people behind behind this organization and who you know, who were Nandan's other colleagues and, and how did they come together to create the Unique ID project. My colleague Ramnath worked with me on the story as well and uh, maybe, you know, he could also share, you know, what he thought of the story going into it. Yeah, I think that initially we got into this story because of the all the volunteers that the uh, project managed to attack. Right. And then it, the, the scope of the story kind of expanded to include uh, the project members from the government as well. If we park the question about uh, which, what the team is about, because it's the most interesting part of the article, because it's got people from... Uh, all domains right from bureaucrats to successful businessmen to venture capitalists as well uh, trying to pitch in but if we park that aside for the moment and i'll ask you a very simple and seemingly silly question is that what is uid and what does it mean to the common man uh, is it going to be just another number like a social security number or you know like we already have ration cards we have pan cards what is it going to add so you're right you know a lot of us have a lot of you know other documents to identify us but you know that's largely um, a very urban or a very middle class phenomenon if you look at the vast majority of people you know i mean people in living living in rural india or even in urban slums here or the migrants or the nomads I mean, they really have no way of you know uh, proving to anyone you know who they are and that often becomes a big problem for the government because a lot of the welfare schemes that the government has started whether it's the engage they cannot directly sort of send money to you because they don't you know have any way of proving you know who you are so there are intermediaries who collect money and then pass it to these people and there's always a leakage in the system so in very simple words it's it's the number will will just tell you know and everyone that you are who you claim to be i mean it's a, it's a way of identifying you if you have applied for a passport or uh, you know they never satisfied with one single proof of address or whatever you invariably have to submit uh, two or three right this number hopefully would uh, take care of all that because you know there are two things one is the number and the second is your biometric uh, data that you send either fingerprints or iris scan if you look at the enormity of the project and i quote uh, from your article it, it says that the authority will photograph a staggering 600 million indians and scan 1.2 billion irises collect 6 billion fingerprints and record 600 million addresses will it be executed by the way indian because it has politicians in it it has it's, it's a government after all in in nandan nilekani's or your and my lifetime do you see this being executed mithu and i'm not being sarcastic it's a genuine concern from just any citizen from india do you see this happening 
it's a it's a fair question and i think it's a question that a lot of people have been asking um, them as well right now what they have done is they have created the, the system that will enable them to do it now during this they have also signed partnerships with various government agencies people who will actually enroll you know people like you and i so it's it's a huge huge task and what they have tried to fix first you know how to capture the data you know the technology part of it and form these partnerships which will help people you know get to those enrolling stations now you must remember that it's not a it's not a mandatory number it is not right. the law does not require me to have this number so again you know the uid has to work with a lot of partners to create an awareness about the number and go down to the remotest parts of the country to to get given that last person so there are huge execution challenges and i i don't think anybody is undermining that including the team at uid but even then you know they have gotten off to a good start they've done something in 12 months which the government has been trying to do for the last 10 years so what that they've it, done in the last 12 months any any significant any notable changes in the execution yeah they've created the engine for for us to start getting enrolled you know the the database how do you capture the database how do you keep it secure how do you make sure that our ids are not duplicated and what ramnath was saying earlier you know the biometric part i think that is the single most sort of you know challenging thing there is no system in the world which has a biometric back identification number on this scale and maybe ram can talk some some more about the biometric part of it problem actually gets more complicated as more number of people enroll take the example the first uh, enrollment that happened of ranjana you know essentially you didn't have to really match either the fingerprints or the iris scan with anyone else right. but imagine you know when uh, when you are scanning the 600 million person <laughs> it has to match each fingerprint right of the 600 million person with the, all the others who had come before that you know that kind of gives a sense of how big the project is and one of the interesting things that uh, one of the people we spoke to ajit rao told was you know he actually specializes in the compression technology he wanted to run some code that he wrote and he wanted to copy some data from a pilot project which had some 30000 pp and he said can i copy it in another computer so that i can run my script there and uh, the answer he got was so it will take uh, one day for you to really copy the data that was just a pilot project and you know, that was the time it really stuck you know stuck in you know the enormity of the project right. for a pilot project if you have to co- you know it's copying takes you know 48 hours or 24 hours imagine the kind of data that we have to deal with so i'd like to add one thing that it's not just collecting the data you know when it is on also doing authentication in real time right so you know it's collecting data and storing it is one one thing but you know when i go to a bank and i say i am nitu Mm-hmm. the bank will run a check in their database it has to verify that within a few seconds and come back so you know that query has to hit their database you know get processed and then come back to us in a few seconds so you know it's a very challenging a very complex thing therefore and so who are the people responsible for this uh, your article does carry some interesting names and interesting domains from where people have been recruited can you talk a bit about that what kind of a team is required to run a project of this magnitude uh, one of the first meetings that nandan had with uh, with the prime minister i think they had talked about this that you know just the fact that this something like this has never been attempted in the world means the resources that they need for the project do not exist in one single organization they decided to cast the net wide and, and i think a lot of credit needs to go to 
Sumangam for that. And the other thing is that you know from the day it was announced that you know this project is, I mean this organization is being formed and Nandan is going to head it. He was I think bombarded with SMSs and mails and calls and people wanting to work on it. You know they saying we don't care if you don't pay us, but you know let us at least. First, to solve this problem and and a lot of you know giving back to the nation kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And from the government side also, you know they had decided that when they build this organization, you know all the bureaucrats that they would appoint would not come from one single service. So apart from the technocrats or the people hailing from the IT background, I also read that there is uh, one Titan's design head or the person who also created uh, Commonwealth Games Baton is also part of the team. Just as a taxpayer, would was just wondering. Do all these people bring something to the table which is which is actually required, or you know, generally in a bureaucratic organization or being run by the government, you have too many hands to, trying to cook when only one person can do the same thing. So you had a chance to interact with them. So how is the number one? How is the culture like in the organization? Because you have someone from Infosys, that is Nilekani and his team. Then you have someone like uh, uh, from the bureaucrats that you mentioned, where they are used to you know passing files, signing on musters. So it's it's a complex set of people working together like you mentioned and more like a startup that Mitu you said before we recorded so how is it working so far 12 months yeah Abhishek, if you really look at the spirit of this place you know and and whether it's the government or people from the private sector i mean you know they they all allude to it as a startup so uh, you know it's a classic garage startup inside a government setup and you know these are things that one doesn't see you know very often mm-hmm. and what what you were saying you know about spending taxpayer money a lot of people who have come from the private sector are people who are either working for free which are the volunteers or people who are on loan from the organization their parent organization you know picks up their salary while they work on a sabbatical and work on this project so right. which is one of the reasons you know that they have been able to do things off so fast i mean in, in 14 months from the day uh, nandan joined they had started enrolling the first person and a lot of it but done you know a lot of the volunteers and sabbaticals have started working even where they said the budgets were cleared so mm-hmm. that has imparted a lot of speed to the project and to go back to the question about you know the bureaucrats i think a lot of the bureaucrats who we spoke to themselves said that you know the kind of team that they're working with i think just don't happen this fast inside the government but even they were surprised at how fast they were adapting they were working they were you know sort of uh making sure that things things got done and it's it's not like they don't have differences or there are no frictions between these these two halves but you know somehow i think the purpose is so big that in their mind the goal is so much more important that they've decided to perhaps find a way to work around it i do not think we we can call the project a success i mean mm-hmm. they still have a very very long way to go and a lot of things can go wrong including you know the political environment could change and you know the whole project could be solved i mean but Can you know, happen? Me too. It was an interesting point that you brought now, as well as in the article, is that uh, tomorrow, if when the government changes five years later, and if they feel that this is uh, not exactly a waste of money, but probably we could allocate this money somewhere else, then the possibility of shunning the work completely is there. I mean, it's a possibility. So can that happen? Nobody knows how the government works. Uh, I mean, least of all, I I do. I mean, you know, anything can happen with any. government program went one you know once the party in power changes but if therefore they are working so fast if they have managed to create <laughs> a use for the number and if they have got the 200 300 million people already enrolled right then the people will start demanding it you know so mm. so they have to make sure that the benefits you must know, off that uh, that you and I can quickly start seeing the benefits so if i can open a bank account without filing too much paperwork right. then i will create the demand and that will push You know, put pressure on the on the new com- in the new government. So I think they are aware of a lot of these things. And 
I think Ram had an interesting conversation um, with the with one of the volunteers who was the CEO of MCheck. Uh, you know, of how this number could be used to you know to to, to sort of showcase other benefits. Ram, would you like to talk about that? Yeah. What Sanjay Swami said. Basically, saying you know the uh, cost of uh, actually verifying each address. Well, I don't exactly remember the cost, but it you know surprised both uh, Mitu and me when you mentioned it's that. It's about hundred. Uh, I think I, I was reading somewhere. It's between you know each address verification just for a for a bank to verify that your address is correct. It's between hundred and five hundred rupees. And mm. you know if, if they do it with the help of UID, I think I was reading one of the reports. It could come down to rupees five per per enrol per you know verification. So it's it's, it's that quantum of. Srikant, who heads the technology department, he was saying that when they actually launched the project in CMT, uh, you know, the Maharashtra initially, I mean, they were explaining how the whole thing will work. I mean, you could actually see some of the villagers getting it in a second, that because they they knew what the mobile was and they knew the problems that they had to undergo by not having a document to prove that they are whom they claim to be. Right. And second thing that really helped them was the speed with which the entire thing got executed. When you have to, you know, execute a very complicated project in, let's say, 14 months, when you focus on only the important things, you focus on the work, and all the other stuff becomes secondary. But once the sense of urgency is gone, the other problems might start cropping up. So there are two issues. Now, one is making sure that the citizens see the value of the UID itself, and the second is. The organizational issues, you know, and the managing the partners, the organization itself. Right, and in fact, Dr. Pranav Mukherjee, the Minister of Finance, he has allocated 1,900 crore for this project in 2010-2011. So there is certain amount of support coming in from the government. If not the world, the whole of India is watching under the scanner that what exactly will be the final outcome of this project and. I think it's also got to do with uh, Nanda Nilekani heading it because he's from the private sector, and perhaps Mitu, just a final question: Do you see that the government wanted to make a statement by picking up someone who is not just anybody, but a, but you know a celebrity like uh, entrepreneur? And I'm asking you this because you you've covered Infosys quite a bit and such kind of gentlemen who who've been there, done that for for Forbes India. So was it a? Do you think it was a conscious decision from the government to get somebody who's They're out there all the time, most of the time at least. Yeah, I think uh, you know definitely Nandan's uh, you know becoming the chairman uh, of this project sends a sends a big big signal that because you know he comes with a huge credibility and and also you know there's so much riding on it and you know he, him not being from the political system and him understanding that things need to you know sort of be delivered and and done 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 on a certain speed. I'm sure those were things in their mind, but you know, at the same time, you know, while Nandan is was really the celebrity who was almost parachuted into the project, I think you know what what we discovered while we were working on the stories is the unsung heroes and the mm-hmm. folks from the government. You know, the the person who Nandan first recruited, the CEO for the for the project, Ram Sevak Sharma. I mean, these are really really seasoned bureaucrats, and you know, they know how the government works. And yet, all of them, all of them. I mean, I I think. The, any number of people that we met from the government also have executed very very complex technology projects in their states you know so so they really understand what it takes to make it work inside the government i mean whether it's ram sevak or ashok pal you know keganga you know and they come into it with very good motives as well you know while while nandan is is really you know the group that holds them together i think their contribution is no less significant i haven't personally seen people who are so excited to be doing something you know i mean mm-hmm. Like you said, it is like startup dot gov dot in, and that kind of you know 
capture the whole thing the energy level the sense of urgency and i can also sense that you are proud about writing about them because there haven't been any stories beyond nandan nilagani as such and i think the readers will understand what we are talking about once they pick this issue which will be launched in a couple of days so go check that out and you can also download this podcast on forbes uh, india homepage that is business.in.com and as well as uh, the indicas.com we'll see how the uid project uh, finally gets completed and uh, as meetu and ram just put it it's like a garage startup so the intentions are very noble so let's see if the result can match up thank you so much meetu and ramnath for for joining in again thanks abhishek good speaking to you thanks thanks to you